Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Whoa. Boy, little Jimmy, not from that block. You already know how it is, man. Saturday, Sports Talk with Prince Fantasy Insight Show. We have a lot to get going. I want to talk about this Saturday before the true NFL Week 1 starts, man. You know how it is. Bust that song for me. Oh, yeah. Talk about football season. It is football We have had week one in the books with the Green Bay Packers defeating the Chicago Bears two nights ago on Thursday night, man. And uh, we have a lot of fantasy to talk about, man. But you know, I do not do this alone. And we see what co-host I have with me today. Yo. <laughs> Wow. Who's out with you, little Jimmy? What's poppin' today, fellas? Oh, y'all don't know. Y'all did that as a sports talk. Friends badass himself. Mr. Mike Lowry on the stand. What's up, Lowry? How you doing, man? Oh, man, I can't call it. It's game day, you know what I'm saying? Rivalry week for me. Three, five, St. Dogs and night, you know what I'm saying? Football back, so it's showtime. What's going on with you today, man? Oh, man, same old thing, man. Football everywhere, NFL, college. Hi, whatever you want to call it, man. We in this thing, as you know, bro. We're here to break down and give the listeners some fantasy football insight tips. Are you ready? Oh, man, you know I'm strapped in, man. Oh, man, you already know they have a lot of things going on. Everybody's looking to get their last-minute tips going into their first true NFL World Cup one to try to get that leg up making the playoffs want to know. Uh, as we talked about a little bit yesterday, somebody <laughs> somebody had the best defense out there so far, 28 points from the Chicago Bears, and he didn't start him versus you, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, what can we say about that. I would have thought that you would have started Chicago Bears defense. And as you all who have listened yesterday, our own Uncle Leroy Jr. Jr.'s playing our own badass Mike Lowry, and he did not start Chicago Bears defense, believing that Seattle's at home over Cincinnati would do him better. But uh, who are some of your sleepers for this week, Lowry? All right, man. So my first sleeper for this week is, is somebody I spoke about on a breakdown show when we was breaking down position groups, and that's going to be Michael Hartman for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going against Jacksonville defense, and the reason why he's so high on my sleeper list is everybody knows Tyreek Hill is going to see a lot of Jalen Ramsey this weekend. So that leaves A.J. Bouye and the safeties to try to go one-on-one with this young speedy receiver. I look for him to have a big game against Jacksonville because, as you know, Patrick Mahomes can make every throw, and he's another guy that can run, so he's going to thrive real well this week. So I'm big. I'm high on Michael Hartman this week. Okay. That's why you got a fan. You got a, a, a football 
sleeper? A running back sleeper for everybody? A running back sleeper for everybody? Yes, sir. He's not I'm really a sleeper, but he, he, he's not too high on a lot of people, boys. But uh, Chris Carson for Seattle. Cincinnati defense is not a defense at this point in time. At the end of the day, Vontaze Perfect is gone. Seattle is transitioning from let's just put everything on Russell Wilson to back to a running team. So Chris Carson, look for him to give you 20-plus points this weekend against Cincinnati defense. Oh, wow, 20-plus. That's saying a lot there, Lowry. What about quarterback? Who you think is going to stand out this week? At the quarterback position. We got a lot of quarterbacks that's going to give big numbers, but I honestly don't think none would give bigger numbers than Philip F. Rivers. He's go, He's been Ooh. drafted as a backup quarterback for many leagues this season, but I look for Philip F. to put up big numbers this weekend. That's my quarterback sleeper for the week. Man, I like that Philip F. one, man. Philip F. is my – I always love – people jumped and got my own breeze, watch, and they got a lot of them. And if you listen to our fantasy football quarterback show, we have Phillip Rivers is at the bottom 10, possibly top 15 quarterbacks. But I believe he can be top five. And I say that because of his team's success. We know Melvin Garner is in there, which he did run the ball very well, but he was one of the guys who took the ball out the backfield via the pass, such like Elvin Kamara does for the Saints. So Phillip Rivers is always throwing the ball. He doesn't run as much as okay. He doesn't need to, but he'll get out of the pocket and, and continue to play and throw the ball downfield. He's a, a, a decent. 350-plus, two-touchdown-a-game type of quarterback. And, hey, for fantasy-wise, that'll do very, very well for you. But uh, Chicago Bears, as we know, that defense is number one. They're stopped. They showed it. And we said that Uncle Leroy looked in terms of Seattle's defense this week. He did that. But who are you looking for as terms of a defense this week in terms of a sleeper? All right, man. So, uh, I drafted him in mostly because a lot of people slept on it, and this is a perfect matchup for him starting the season out. The New York Jets defense going against the Buffalo Bills offense. Yeah. We had yeah. this conversation with a lot of positions. Uh, the reason why Josh Allen is not going to be a fantasy quarterback is he has no receivers over there. So who better to start your season off than, than against the Buffalo Bills offense? So the Jets made a lot of all-season moves. A lot of that's going to pay off this week, and look for the Jets to put up big numbers as far as defenses this week. The Jets. The yes, Jets. sir. Oh, man, I don't know about that one. But, hey, I like the breakdown. Your breakdown is, is actually it makes a whole lot of sense. Why not start the Jets defense versus somebody that you can't name almost anybody else for? The only reason why I knew the running back for uh, Buffalo is because this guy popped up on the draft board and when you're getting into round seven and eight, and you're like, hey, who's this guy? Well, obviously, he's the number one starter for the running backs. Uh, for uh, Buffalo, so alright, so this is what we're going to do, Lowry we're going to break down, I'm going to give you a game I need a start and a sit from you in every game, okay let's get it alright, we're going to Atlanta Falcons at Minnesota Vikings I need a Falcon and a Viking starter and sit any position alright, so uh, I'm going to start Devontae Freeman this weekend for the Falcons yeah. Uh, yes, the Vikings defense is solid, but no Tevin Coleman to share a backfield with. Nobody's going to trust a guy named Edo. So don't don't even worry about Edo Smith as his backup. I'm starting Devontae Freeman this week, and I'm actually going to sit Calvin Ridley this week. A lot of people was high on him because he had some big games, 
and, and but they fail to realize he had a lot of games where he was ineffective. This is going to be one of those weeks where he's not going to show up, but he, he's going to be a hit and miss guy when you play him for the fantasy week. And on the Viking side of the ball, uh, you're definitely going to start Dalvin Cook. Uh, the Falcons' defense is a smaller, faster defense, and they can be ran on. Yes, Devin Deion Jones is back, but they are, their D-line is not big enough to go with any running back against the Falcons. And I'm actually going to sit nobody because the Falcons don't have no secondary no more either, man. I'm starting all the wide receivers for them, even Kyle Rudolph. So I'm not sitting no Vikings in that game. Wow. I like I like the Kyle Rudolph one because I am a Kyle Rudolph owner, and I do believe, yes, we have Adam Thiel catching 100 yards a game. Don't forget about that. Then we have Stephon Diggs to take the top off any defense, and he does give you a few touchdowns and or 100 yards a game. But the most consistent guy behind Adam Thielen is Kyle Rudolph. I think he's going to tell the, the uh, Falcons defense, and he might give you 100-plus yards this week with a touchdown. Hey, look for him. I believe the Bears lottery seat. I believe that the Falcons uh, defense is, is, is not stout, but they're trash. They can be ran on, scored on, and misused and abused. So the next game we'll go to Lowry, we have the Washington Redskins at the Philadelphia Eagles. Two people, each team, starting six. Go. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. So I'm sitting Darius Geis this week. Uh, a lot of people are high. He's back. He's explosive, all that, blah, blah, blah. The Redskins offense is trash. They have no receivers to name of, and Case Kim is a starting quarterback. I'm not even going to elaborate no further than that. Sit there, his guys. I would actually start Adrian Peterson, though, because uh, he's shown that he still has a lot left in the tank. He may not get 20-plus carries, but I think he will be effective with the 12 to 15 he will get this week. So I'm starting Adrian Peterson over Darius guys. On the Philadelphia side of the ball, I'm starting Deshaun Jackson. Look for this to be a welcome back to Philly game. Carson Wentz has not had a deep threat like that since he's been in Philly. So look for him to try to push the ball down the field. I look for Deshaun Jackson to have two to three explosive plays for that offense. Start Deshaun Jackson. And I'm going to sit Miles Sanders. A lot of people are high on, on his rookie running back. I don't know why he's not going to be the guy over there. Jordan Howard will lead the, lead the team to carries. So I'm going to sit Miles Sanders for Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. I, I totally understand that. I'm up with the red team side. I do believe that everybody's looking for guys because he's number one. Number one doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do well. Let me give you a quick scenario. If guys gets in the game and he fumbles the ball, aren't they going to bench him? Who's next? Adrian Peterson. Is he a veteran? Yes. Yeah, didn't he? Not necessarily. Uh, he, his career didn't resurge last year, but he did not make it worse than what it was after he got out of the New Orleans Saints offense. You know, he ran for 100 yards, a couple of touchdowns. He ran, ran hard, especially with the quarterback going down last year. He's the one that killed the team. Now, if Aiden Peterson might be a healthy scratch, but if he's not, I would do say look at Aiden Peterson and putting your lineup if you're being a running back. On the Eagles side, it's like a three, four, five, six-headed monster over there in the running back position. Miles Sanders is supposed to be the one with the uh, most long-term side. What we're talking about is the committee right now. And I do believe that Jordan Howard is over there for a reason. They did not pick him up just to put him on a bench. I think he's going to do a little bit more work. You know, everybody knows that the Washington Redskins offense and defense ain't shit this year. 
So if you need somebody, you can't pick them up in a waiver wire. I said, look up for a Philadelphia Eagles defense. I mean, any offensive player against the Washington Redskins defense. Uh, I do believe you when you say Deshaun Jackson. I think he's going to have a coming out party. Maybe not for the rest of the season, but I know for tomorrow he's going to have at least a touchdown. So be prepared to get at least 10 points from Deshaun Jackson tomorrow. The next game we speak of, Buffalo Bill at the New York Jets. I know you spoke of the New York Jets defense. Well, give me a starting set for both teams, Lowry. Man, look. Let's start with Buffalo. You don't start no fucking body. I don't give a fuck. Who you dra- if you draft this body in Buffalo, you obviously in trouble this season. Don't start that na- na- motherfucker over there because you're going to be in for a long season and a long night to start anybody on Buffalo. For the Jets side of the ball, I'm going to step away from the obvious Le'Veon Bell start, and I'm going to tell you to start Robbie Anderson. Yes, week one, yes, the Bills have a solid defense as well, but if if Sam Donald throws the ball to anybody, it's not going to be a new one. It's going to be Robbie Anderson stretching the field. So we'll start Robbie Anderson, and I'm going to sit Sam Donald. He might give you one touchdown, but he's going to give you two to three turnovers to go with that because Buffalo defense is solid, and he's straight ass. So sit Sam Donald. The thing I don't understand is why everybody's so high on – Sam Donald, maybe because he was a good quarterback, but he didn't do shit at USC, and maybe only because he's in New York, he's getting the spotlight and the limelight. I don't believe in him. I do agree with you. If anybody threw the ball on two, it'd be Robbie Anderson. He looked at the connection he had with him last year, and this is week one. We don't know what's going on in any team right now, especially with a young team like the Jets, especially coming over with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, David Singletary, that's the guy's name I spoke of in the beginning. Everybody's looking for him to be the lead back in Buffalo's backfield. But if everybody who watches and knows football, and I don't know why the hell I know anything about Buffalo's football, he's splitting carries with T.J. Yeldon and Frank Gore, two people that are proven behind a, a, a line that's not even solid. So if I, I would agree with Lowry. Do not start nobody for Buffalo. If you have to, I would say you could possibly start Josh Allen if he had the quarterback. But anything else, I can't touch it. David Singletary, he's splitting backs. He's supposed to be splitting time with two other backs. He might punch it in let alone yells in the goal might punch an eye. There's a flip of the coin. If you need it, I don't recommend it, but you have to do it, then do it. What about Baltimore and Miami? Well, we have Mark Ingram. We got the uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick over there. Kenny Seals is going. Who's Fitzpatrick going to throw the ball to? Who's going to get more rushing yards between the running back and the quarterback in Baltimore's backfield? How you feel? All right, man. So I'm going to start with Miami on this one. You start Kalen Bilal. Yes, Kenyon Drake is back. Yes, everybody thinks Kenyon Drake is going to be the bell cow. He's not. Kenyon Drake's role in this season will end up being a change of pace for Kalen Bilal. Kalen Bilal will lead that backfield this week against a tough defense. They're going to need tough running, and Kenyon Drake can't give them that. Just go with uh, Kalen Bilal this week. And I'm going to sit Devontae Parker. Why? He's the biggest disappointment I, I think we had in a long time. All the talent is there. He just never show up on game day. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is his quarterback, so you know he has a tendency of throwing the ball to the other team. So don't start Devontae Parker. On the Baltimore side of the ball, start Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson will lead that team in rushing this week, and he will surprisingly throw for over 200 yards this week. Miami has been tanking. They've been getting rid of everybody. They're not trying to win nothing. So start with start Lamar Jackson this week. And I'm going to sit Mark Ingram. It's going to be a, running, a backfield by committee, 
in Baltimore. Plus, you got a quarterback that likes to run the ball. He's going to be their leading rusher this season. So, Mark Ingram is going to be a touchdown hopeful type play this season. So, you sit Mark Ingram this week and ride with Lamar Jackson. Wow. I like that. I like that. I think that Mark, everybody's looking at Mark Ingram to be, because he's the number one running back. I understand that. This is not the Saints offense. And then the Saints offense, he was just the one to need a change of pace back. Nobody runs the ball in Baltimore but the quarterback. <laughs> if you have Lamar Jackson going for you, he's going to bring you a lot of points this week. But uh, looking up, man, it's, it's he's nobody else that you can start. He doesn't throw the ball to nobody. I say Baltimore's defense and, and Lamar Jackson on the uh, Miami side. I would say Alvin Wilson. Start Alvin Wilson. Alvin Wilson has a connection with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But I do also believe what Lowry said. They have, he has a tendency to throw the ball somewhere else. Albert Wilson is actually questionable for the game with a hip injury and a calf injury, but if he does play, I say him. I, Devontae Parker's a oh, – shit, you can pick somebody else the street and do better than Devontae Parker, but nobody else is going to catch the ball. Kenny Fields is going, but uh, nobody else is more a target than a slot more than Wilson. This Patrick is playing. So that's an interesting game. I hope Baltimore comes out for my pickings. Uh, <laughs> I pick them perfect, and it's all good, though. So, next game we have, as Lowry spoke of in the beginning, we have Kansas City Chiefs at the Jacksonville Jaguars. What you got, Lowry? All right, let's start with Jacksonville. Start D.D. Westbrook. Kansas City Chiefs, only offseason move that everybody splashed by was signing Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew is not going to be that much of a factor on a defense that literally can't stop anybody. So look for D.D. Westbrook to connect with Nick Foles and have a big day. And I'm gonna I'm gonna sit D.J. Chark. I will I would say sit for net, but I feel like he's gonna get a couple cheap touchdowns on the goal line because it's gonna be a high scoring game. Uh, but D.J. Chark is not living up to his potential as well. But look for uh, D.D. Westbrook to take a lot of those targets, and he's gonna lead the way on the Kansas City side of the ball. Must start. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is going to eat those safeties alive for Jacksonville. And without uh, the linebacker that's sitting out this year, I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. He's sitting out this year. They have no, no linebacker big enough and fast enough to keep up with Kelsey. So look for him to have a monster game to start the season off. And uh, for Kansas City, I'm going to sit Damian Williams. Not, not because Deshaun McCoy is there, but because the Jacksonville front seven is still legit. All they have is a front seven and Jalen Ramsey. Everybody else in the back end is going to be the problem for that Jacksonville defense. So, uh, sit Damian Williams this week. Oh, wow. So, if you don't, if you believe that Damian Williams is going to be sit, who's going to be able to, to be the, the bell cop in the backfield for then who you believe is going to be tomorrow? No, no. He's going to lead them in carries tomorrow. He's just not going to be effective tomorrow. Okay, he's he's not going to be no with him. I yeah. got you. All right, and we will, uh, before we take this break, we will break down the last 12 o'clock game, which is one that our resident Titans fan should know all about. <laughs> the only thing he just don't know correctly is the fact of who's going to win the game. Uh, a little bit of the piggyback off the Jacksonville and KC thing, I think. Everybody believes it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm not saying to sit anybody. But I know that the vaunting Jacksonville defense is coming out wanting to prove that 2017 was a fluke because the 2018 was just so bad. 
I think Blake Bortles will come out and have a good game. They might lose the game by a single-digit point, but I do believe that everybody's going to do well all across the board in a very tight defense matchup. Just something like how they did on Thursday night. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Allen Robinson got a hundred-something yards. Just people will get their yards and their stats, but it won't be as high scoring as everybody believes. But let's go. Our last 12 o'clock game, we got the Tennessee Titans visiting the Cleveland Browns. All right, man. So, uh, let, let's start with the Cleveland Browns in this situation. All right. You want to say the words for last, huh? Your first fit is going to be Nick Chubb. Just in case you don't know, the Tennessee Titans defense was the best run defense in the league last season. Only giving up 100-yard rushes, and that was, all, that was all the way in week 17 before they gave up a 100-yard rush. So the Baker Mayfield is going to have to add the ball out for the Cleveland Browns to have any chance in this game. And speaking of Baker Mayfield, that's my start for this week. Because they only have one chance of winning the game, look for Baker Mayfield to throw the ball 35 to 40 times a game. They're not going to win a game, but uh, he's going to give you numbers. So uh, start Baker Mayfield. And on the Tennessee side of the ball, start Corey Davis. Marcus Mario is healthy. He's focused. And he knows who to feed. You got to feed Corey Davis. That's the only way we win the game. Feed Corey Davis. So start Corey Davis this week. And uh, my sit for the Titans is nobody. Because Derrick Henry's going to have a good game as well. Delaney Walker's also going to have a solid game. And even my rookie, A.J. Brown, going to show up. So don't sit no Titans. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's my breakdown for that one. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why he does that. You know why Mike Lowry does that, y'all? So I can be the one to do this to him. That's, that's exactly why he does that, so I can hit him with the buzzer, man. But, look, check this out. On this game, We got. I would say you sit Corey Davis because Denzel Waters will be covering Corey Davis. That's their best receiving tight end. I'm sorry, receiving threat on the Tennessee Titans side who actually has shaky QB play with Marcus Mariota. And he will actually don't get that many targets since now they have Adam Humphreys, A.J. Brown, and now a healthy uh, Delaney Walker. I would start Delaney Walker because that is – the go-to guy for Marcus Mariota. Yeah, you know, I, I hate to say Marcus Mariota is pretty good, but he, he when he plays, he does look for Delaney Walker all the way around. I don't understand what connection that they have. That's why Tennessee struggled at the end of last season after Delaney Walker got hurt. But uh, that's the two people I was starting to sit for Tennessee Titans. For Cleveland, I would, uh, I would say Malcolm Butler. Everybody looking at Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham was kind of banged up with a hip. Jarvis Landry hasn't been saying much. He just comes to work and play. And Joku will be facing a Tennessee D that actually does very, very well versus tight ends. Don't ask me how I know that. I have to look at my homework being against a resident Titan fan on this show. But uh, Malcolm Buckner, he's, he's not going to have uh, the decent corner uh, and or safety over the top. And like Mike Lowry just said, we have to, Baker Mason has to play, he has to play the game of his life to be able to hold it down. Although they're at home, which I think the home crowd is going to help them, I do believe Malcolm Butler will have a touchdown or two. Might not have more yards than Odell Beckham or uh, Jarvis Landry. But uh, in Joku, that's, that's a must-sit for tomorrow. And uh, as we take this break, we'll come back and break down the 325 games along with the Monday night games, man. You know, Sports Talk with Friends, Fantasy Football Insight Show. We'll be right back. And while we go, you hit the rodeo.
our hot girls is tuned in right now, so we're going to send this new one out from Juvenile. It's called Rodeo. Talk to him. Y'all need to open your ears up and soak this game up. If nobody don't know you, I'm going to make y'all famous. It's 24 carats, but it shine like stainless. Just look at how the diamonds compliment my fingers. <coughs> yes, indeed. Shit choking me. Oh, I need a breath to breathe. Chase it with the Hennessy. Now that's IG play. Especially when the moon shaking that ass to the DJ. They about to do it big. Give them some leeway. Security stop tripping and you niggas be easy. Yes, sir. It's the bubble right here. You're all beautiful women if you're Him that all the coverage to roll his way 
and he won't have a big game. So I'm sitting DJ Moore in that game. I cannot agree with you more. But the only disagreement I have with you is the Cooper Cup thing. I think when he's going to be a top 10 option via week one, I think because as you said, Carolina has no defense over there. Uh, I don't believe in Ty Gurley. You have to sell him because of who he is. But if you had other options, I'd say put Gurley either as your flex or put him on a bench. He's coming off that, you know, he's coming off that, that Boston injury. And I don't believe he's very back yet. He hasn't played no preseason games. He hasn't done much. Look at Aaron Rodgers. And I know it's a different position. But you need to touch the ball and get in the field for the game before things happen. And uh, for Carolina side, I'm going to start Curtis Samuel. And I, I only say that because Curtis Samuel won't get the look, won't get the, the coverage that DJ Moore gets. So they're going to push him all over the field to try to force feed him touches. I would say that over, over the tight end, uh, Greg Olson. And Greg Olson is number one. He's been the number one pass catcher for Cam Newton forever. But at the end of the day, you know he's getting older and up there in age. They got Christian McCaffrey. They're trying to find some decent wide receivers to go there. And I think that Curtis Samuel being forced at the ball will give you a lot of different points this week. Uh, Cincinnati at Seattle. I'm going to touch it before Larry goes. I'm going to say you can start Tyler Boyd. You have to. There's nobody else but Boyd over there to catch the ball. And I know – oh, I'm sorry. The other guy that Larry spoke about was Chris Carson. But I look at Rashad Penny. I saw him as a flex option also. I think that both these running backs are going to run up and down the field over Cincinnati. And uh, the shout-out. El Chapo, the red BB gun, he's not going to do much, but he will force feed Tyler Boyd the ball. And uh, and against the rookie corner that Seattle has over there, I forgot that it was Amandi, I believe his name was. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, I'd say Tyler Boyd versus Todd Penny, along with Chris Carson, is major starts in this game. And uh, Tyler Eifert, sit his ass. He has a bad back. I think once you get hit back in the back, especially as a football player, you can't do nothing else no more. What about you, Laura? Cincinnati and Seattle, starting six. All right, I'm starting Joe Mixon. His versatility is going to make him a viable fantasy option. So uh, I, I don't see him having much success running the ball, but I think his receiving stats is going to be enough to save his day. And I'm actually going to sit Tyler Boyd. I know why you're high on him. The only problem is there's nothing out there to take the pressure off him. Like you said, Tyler Alfred has a bad back, no A.J. Green, John Ross gonna pull a hamstring the first time he jogs up the field. So everybody knows you gotta do is stop Tyler Boyd and Ray Jesus can't throw the ball to nobody. So I'm sitting Tyler Boyd. On the Seattle side of the ball, like I say, I say it about Chris Carson, but I'm also gonna start Tyler Lockett. Him and Russell has always have a good connection. Now without Doug Ball, I'm gonna take a lot of those targets away. Look for Tyler Lockett to step up and have a big game and lead the way for those guys in receiving stats. And um I'm gonna sit real dishly. He, he he flashed a few games last season, uh, catching touchdowns back to back to back. But um, Will Disley won't have a big game today, so I'm sitting Will Disley. Oh, no, I think there's never been a big tight end over there in Seattle. They tried with Jimmy Graham, but as I've been speaking, Jimmy Graham is a system player and a system for the same time. actually set his style because he got a quarterback that can throw it through a Cheerio. But uh, the next game, we'll go to the Colts at the Chargers. I say until we find out what's going on, it's a it's it's a hit or miss. Here we go, it's a yin yang yang type of thing. If you start Tyler T. Y. Hilton, he might not give you nothing or he might give you everything. But you know, they got people that are high on Ebron, Jack Doyle, they got the running backs over there. We don't know how they're gonna fare up with Jacoby Brissett. And I'm the guy that does not like wasting time. 
So I would say if you have T.Y. Hilton being that he's the number one over there, that's not it's not Andrew Luck throwing the ball no more. So and then at the end of the day, he's gonna be shadowed by Casey Hayward over there and the, with the Chargers. I say sit. I say sit T.Y. Hilton. He might give you, then he might not. Hey, if he does, just like what Uncle Leroy did, he missed out on the Chicago Bears defense defensive points. But you know, at the end of the day, like that's what you just this is why you play fantasy football. You know, to do the things you need to do to win and hopefully make big splashes. But uh, the guy I will sit also is Austin Eckler. Everybody likes him. Everybody jumped over him over Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson is the starter. Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler is the change of pace back. He's not no Elvin Kamara. He can punch it in and do the things he needs to do. But at the end of the day, the coach has a, a, a nice run defense, and if they do run the ball, it will be with Justin Jackson. Coach and Chargers, who you got, Lowry? Well, you, you read my mind on the Chargers situation because I was going to say sit Austin Eckler and start Justin Jackson. So you spot on. We had the same thought process coming into that. I've been telling you guys since the old season, even last season, Justin Jackson is the lead back whenever Melvin Gordon is not there. So definitely start uh, Justin Jackson. Uh, Chargers and, and on the coast side of the ball, don't be scared because Andrew Luck is not there anymore. You start Eric E. Brown. He was a touchdown killer last season. Jacoby Brissett is a solid quarterback. He keeps him very competitive, so look for him to feed Ebron and keep the coach in the game. And uh, I'm going to sit Marlon Mack. Uh, he, he was very successful when Andrew Luck came back, but look for him to go and be the old Mack. The old Mack about to be back, meaning he about to disappear again. So uh, sit, sit Marlon Mack. Okay, that sounds good. I like that. That sounds good. Uh, next game we have is the 49ers at Tampa Bay. Who you like and don't like in this game? Well, let's start with Tampa. I don't like James Winston. I don't give a fuck who he's playing. Sit James Winston. <laughs> if it ain't a rape party, are you going to steal some fucking crab legs? You don't need him. Put that bitch on the bench. But I'm still starting Mike Evans. <laughs> James Winston might be stupid, but he's gonna he's gonna force feed Mike Evans. So look for him to have a big game because Richard Sherman can't cover nobody anymore. That old bitch can't run. He never could run. So look for uh, Mike Evans to have a big game for Frisco. I'm sitting Steph Curry ankle ass Matt Brady. There's gonna be a running back by committee. So uh, him, Tevin Coleman, and Jeremy McKinnon got hurt again. So fuck, they they still gonna have to split carries. I'm sitting him till he get his Steph Curry ankles fixed. But uh. I'm going to start the rookie Debo Samuel, though. He showed in the preseason that he's solid. He can play at this level. So look for him to sneak up on people and uh, have a, a sneaky good game. Wow. I think over there you start Marquise Goodwin. I think Marquise Goodwin, you know, he, he finds ways to catch the ball. And the Buck secondary has been sliced up all over last year. And it looks like they're getting any better about picking people up. And uh, I look for Chris Gowan. I think he's a good one, too. Everybody's talking about uh, – Mike Evans, well, you had that much about him, but everybody looks like him because he's another one. But the secondary is banged up, and if you have a number one receiver with the, the talent of Mike Evans, you're going to put your number one corner on him that's going to open up Godwin. I see why a lot of people picked up Godwin, and I'm and he will show you tomorrow why people picked him up for the reason why they did. Our next game we'll go to is the Detroit Lions at the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to let – I want to talk to something because I know that we have – Lowry loves Colin Murray. Everybody's a high on him. I'm not. <laughs> I would say Scott Kelly and I got for the Lions. I think it's going to be 
this year is going to be kind of backwards for the Lions. They're going to have a lot of more rushes, more than the, the throwing that they have. The reason why Matt Stafford threw the ball the way he did was the last few years because they've been down so much and he had to throw the ball to get them back where they needed to be. But I think they're going to be able to run the ball this year. Tell me how Johnson doesn't have nobody looking over his back field right just going. He's going to be able to uh, handle that slow pace offense and slow down the Cardinals with the running game over there on the Detroit side. And with that being said, as a donor, I'm sitting Kyler Murray. I don't know what he has. It's like I told you about T.Y. here. We don't know what's going on. And I personally don't believe that a shotgun-style offense will work in the NFL. So, with that being said, I think that David Johnson will come out and do a lot tomorrow. All right, Larry. All right, man. So, um, first of all, I don't know why you hate Kyler Murray, but uh, he's he going to be good. But um, definitely start David Johnson this week. Uh, he's going to have a big role in his offense, running, catching. He's back. He's healthy. They're going to feed him in his offense. So start David Johnson. And um, even though he's old and that's my guy, you got to sit Larry Fitzgerald this week. He's always in shape. He's always open. But he's going to be the short first down possession receiver in his offense. So uh, He's going to catch about five or six passes, but it may be only for 30 to 40 yards. So, uh, sit Larry Fitzgerald this week. On his Troy side of the ball, you did wrong. Sit carry on, John. No Patrick Peterson. The front seven is new and approved. Arizona will take carry on Johnson away. And C.J. Anderson is there now, so all the goal line carries are going there. So, sit carry on Johnson this week. And I'm starting Kenny Galladay. Look for Matt Stafford to throw for three to 400 yards this week. Galladay and Jones on the outside should have a big game against that Arizona secondary, and that's how I'm going for that Detroit side of the ball. Okay, well, jump, jump from Detroit to New uh, to Dallas and talk about the Johnson Cowboys. Well, we know Zeke is back, so guess what? Start Amari Cooper. They're gonna have to put. They're gonna have to keep at least seven in the box. Sometimes eight in the box. If they leave anybody one-on-one with Amari Cooper, look for him to go off and have a monster game. I'm talking about 150 yards and maybe even two touchdowns. So I'm definitely starting Amari Cooper. And I'm sitting Jason Witten. I don't know what the Mitchell's thinking about when we broke down these tight ends, talking about he back, so you got to roll with him. Yeah, he back with a bad back. Leave that bad ass back on the bench. Otherwise, you're going back to last place. You know what I'm saying? Do not start Jason Witten. And on on the flip side, who Dallas playing? Because I, I I I didn't hear what you said. Giants. Oh, and on the Giants side of the ball, start Evan Ingram. Everybody know to start Saquon Barkley. That that's understood, automatic, cool. Well, Sterling Shepard is coming back, but uh, Evan Ingram is going to be the best pass catcher on that team. Look for have a big game coming from behind, making those linebackers cover in space. Evan Ingram is going to have a monster game. And I, and I say Sterling Shepard's coming back, and that's who my sit is. I'm sitting, I'm sitting Sterling Shepard. Because he's coming back, he's the only receiver over there with any kind of experience or any kind of playmaking ability. You put him on the bench this week because all the Dallas coverage is going to be going his way. Totally understand that. You know what? Odell Beckham going to go to take the spin to Evan Ingram against a defense that was that struggled to cover tight ends last year, even though they're bringing everybody back. They struggled, struggled to cover tight ends. So, Evan Ingram looking to have a big game. I think Saquon Barkley is a new Barry Sanders. He's going to do his thing. 
although Dallas last year had the number five rushing defense in the league, I still think he will do his thing. But I am starting Evan Ingram. I agree with Mike Lowry. Uh, hey, nobody believes this, but Amari Cooper goes as Ezekiel Elliott goes. So Ezekiel Elliott running the ball, that takes the pressure off the linebackers, open up the middle, open up these slants, some comeback routes. Amari Cooper's got a big game. But uh, a guy I will sit, I'm going to agree with again, until I know what he does, I'm going to sit the tight end. You have to sit him. He came back. He got out. Uh, Jason Wayne, he came out the booth to come back and play, hopefully to take the, the pressure off of the offense. He might do so. He just might do so. But at the end of the day, he's not doing so right now. We don't know what he got with him. So I said we're going to bench him. Start Amari Cooper for sure. Start Evan Ingram. All right, Lyle, we went to the Sunday night matchup. Pittsburgh Steelers at New England Patriots. I'm going to sit. Dante Martin. I don't believe that he did. You know, he's like the number two, number three receiver. Juju will get his thing, but I believe the Patriots will come out and have something for that ass. Avi, uh, Le'Veon Bell, Tony uh, Brown not walking back through those doors no more. And I know everybody's high on Josh Gordon's return, and I know even the crowd out there in uh, New England did so because they cheered him like he was the president. But I'm going to look to start Julian Edelman. That, you can't go wrong with this guy. This guy does nothing but catch everything and get points. Come on, bro. Like, what, what else do you need to do? That's it, you know? So what you got for Pittsburgh and New England? Well, since you said that, you know, Julian Edelman is definitely the start. Everybody know who Tom Brady Tom Brady's favorite target is. That's not that's not a secret, but at the end of the day, nobody ever stops it. So, <laughs> until they do, start Julian Edelman. But I'm sitting Sonny Michelle this week. The New England Patriots running back situation has always been a running back by committed situation with him. Now you got him, James White, and the rookie from Alabama over there, so now it's three miles you got to feed. I'm just not trusting that situation until they show you how it plays out. So, I'm sitting Sonny Michelle. And on the Pittsburgh side of the ball, I'm sitting Juju Smith-Schuster. Everybody that drafted him high, y'all took him all in the second round and all this. Y'all about to be in for a reality check. He's okay as a number two receiver, but it's a whole nother ball game when you're seeing the best week in and week out. And he got to deal with Stephen Gilmore week one, and it's going to be a long night for him. So I'm sitting Juju Smith-Schuster. On the flip side of that, I'm, I'm actually going to start James Conner. Because they can't throw the ball to Juju, somebody has to pick up the work, pick up the slack, and it has to be James Conner. So uh, I'm starting James Conner and sitting Juju Smith Schuster. Wow, I told him I can't James Conner. I'm just handcuffed him last year when Le'Veon went out. And everybody thought, oh wait. So when somebody goes out and you're like, well, who's the number two? Oh, I'm not gonna touch him because uh, number one is gonna be Le'Veon Bell. Come back, Le'Veon. Come back all last year and. James Connors stayed there. He did his thing. So I took him. I love him. Start James Connors. Uh, we're going to go Texans and the Saints there. First Monday Night matchup. You know, as being a resident Saints fan, I'll let y'all know. Start Jared Cook. You got Michael Thomas. You have um, Elvin Kamara. That's good. But make sure for tight ends, like I told y'all about Jimmy Graham, nobody wants to listen. Start Jared Cook. He's going to be the one that when Michael Thomas is double teamed over there by Houston cornerback, Jared Cook will be wide open. Drew Brees loves tight ends. He just could never find another one since Jimmy Grant left. Why Jared Cook have a big year this year, and he's going to do the things he needs to do. Uh, over there for uh, the Houston Texans, trust me when I tell you this, start Kenny Stills. Why? Yeah, Lowry has had this talk all the time. Who's going to be the number two receiver? You want to talk about Kiki Kuti? He's hurt. You talk about Will Fuller? He's injury prone. Kenny Stills has never been hurt. 
he's coming to the Superdome where he started off his career and everybody overlooked him. Now he got shipped off to Miami like he was a piece of meat. But he's coming back to the Dome. He's going to be able to show out and shine with a quarterback, Deshaun Watson, that everybody picked up as a top three quarterback. Watch him shine. People that you need to think, I'm going to think Duke Johnson is getting it. I think Duke Johnson will get one of the more cheap-ass touchdowns at the end of the uh, in a red zone when the Saints give up a big play and they have to punch it in. But besides that, don't look him to do nothing on the ground. And for the Saints side, sit Latavius Murray. He is not, and I'm going to repeat, he is not Mark Ingram. They're going to try to plug him into it like he is Mark Ingram. But at the end of the day, he needs to get his feet wet and acclimated to the system. Give him a few games under his belt before y'all start to measure our number one running back. What's up, Lowry? Bring the hate. First of all, bro, unlike you, man, I don't do this with hate. You know what I'm saying? I, I give y'all the cold, hard fact for the people that need it. So with that being said, I don't know what you're talking about this Kenny Steele shit, but you sit him. I don't give a fuck how high he is coming back to the dome. He is no more than a pawn in this grand scheme of the chess game. You got to feed DeAndre Hopkins. You got a healthy will full of stretching defense. Keith QT is a slot receiver. Everybody has the role set up. He's just there if nigga needs to catch their breath. So sit with uh, uh, Kenny Steele. But you start Duke Johnson. He's finally in the offense that fits his skill set. He's going to get a lot of dumps off out the backfield. He's going, to, he's going to get 20 carries in the backfield. Duke Johnson is going to have 100-plus total yards and all two touchdowns. So you start Duke Johnson this week. On the same side of the ball, I don't even really want to speak on this because I hate y'all motherfuckers. Cause I, I, if it's up to me, I said all oh, y'all. But I would ask you something oh. Murray. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, everybody knows Elvin Kamara is, is, is the go-to guy there. The go-to guy. But, uh, the, the thing about the Saints is, even when he wants to be fed, Sean Payton will rest him. So look at Latavius Murray get 10 or 15 carries, even a, a couple goal lines stolen touchdowns from him. So I'm trusting Latavius Murray this week. And uh, I'm actually going to sit Jared Cook. Yes, Michael Thomas is going to be the one getting double teamed. Yes, Jared Cook is, is one of the top tight ends in the league, definitely a top 10 tight end. But at the end of the day, Saints fans don't want to be honest. Your quarterback can't push the ball down the field, and that's what makes Jared Cook one of the top tight ends is he can stretch the field. And Drew Brees' own strength will not allow him to do that Monday night, so I'm sitting Jared Cook. Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay. Let's disagree here. We're going to see what happens on Monday night as the Saints prevail and Mike Lowry gets his heart broken twice. But the last game we will break down for the week one, extravaganza is the Denver Broncos at the Oakland Raiders. Hey, we can't start Antonio Brown. News uh, news out today is that Antonio Brown requested a release from the Raiders after they, and like I told y'all yesterday, listening to the show, they, they voided his contract, the guaranteed money that he was going to get, because he was fined. In his contract, if he got fined, they were able to void his guaranteed money. And that's what they did. They released him here. Now, he's, not, he's able to sign Somewhere else today at uh, 401, actually within an hour, he can sign somewhere else, but he can't play until week two. So with that said, like my uh, like El Chapo said, you go get Mike Williams. Mike Williams is the is it Mike Williams over there, Lowry? That's who they picked up. Uh, no, Terrell Williams. One of them, damn Terrell Williams. Yeah, Terrell Williams. Two Williams because both of them play for the Chargers and they confuse the hell out of you. But you go and get. Tyrell Williams, because that was the number two receiver behind everybody else. And he did have a little chemistry with Derek Carr. 
shit, he's the only one that played with Derek Carr. We know that Antonio Brown didn't. But uh, I say you gonna start Josh Jacobs. I think you start Josh Jacobs, and you start uh, what's the what's the other running back, Wilder? Oh, uh, for Denver. Uh, you talking about uh Philip Lindsay? Yeah, I say it's gonna be a running back by committee with Philip Lindsay and Josh Jacobs, who's gonna be able to run the ball more. Joe Flacco. If you talk about Drew Brees not being able to throw the ball down the field, Joe Flacco can't either. But I do believe Emmanuel Sanders will get all those dump down y'all uh, catches that he does give up. So I say this game is gonna be a running back by committee on both sides with Philip Lindsay and Josh Jacobs. I say start both. Uh, there's no tight ends here. If you have either one of the tight ends, kill yourself. It's just not gonna be worth to do anything for anybody. And another person I look for that may have a big game is Sean Hamilton. Nobody knows about him, but like T.Y. Hilton has been proven with a decent quarterback. Deshaun Hamilton hasn't, so I will start him just to see how his connection with Joe Flacco will be going forward. What's up, Larry? Well, we, we definitely disagree on, on the Raiders' side of the ball. I'm sitting Tyrell Williams because Antonio Brown is no longer there. Fuck him. He done pissed me off. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, Fuck him. You sit Tyrell Williams. Because not a ball, not, not a coverage has to roll his way. You know what I mean? So uh, you sit him and you start Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs will be featured this week. Uh, Alabama saved those legs by using the running back by committee. So look for him to show everything he can do running and catching the ball. Start Josh Jacobs, sitting Tyrell Williams. On the Broncos side of the ball, I'm starting Joe Flacco. Believe it or not, Oakland defense ain't shit. Uh, he has three young, three young stud receivers. Plus the return, Emmanuel Sanders. I'm starting Joe Flacco this week, and because I'm starting Joe Flacco, I'm gonna sit Philip Lindsay. Uh, I don't think they will run the ball as much this week when they see how much success Joe Flacco will have throwing the ball, and he's gonna be able to push it down the field. So I'm sitting Philip Lindsay only because of the game flow. Oh wow, I totally understand that. And this is why you need to call in and listen to the show, man. This is what's going on, bro. Me and Mike Lowry breaking down the week one people fantasy wise. And this is exactly why me and Lowry over the Sports Talk with Friends League will make sure that we come up on top doing our leagues. We will usually break down what's going on for the week, but we don't have that much time to do so. But I will let y'all know one thing. Melvin Bagley, Marvin Bagley is a kicker for uh the Chargers. He has a groin injury, so if you all have him as your kicker, please go out and get another kicker. Do not leave him on your bench. And look, please do me a favor. Nobody else but myself. Make sure your lineups are in there. Please, we do not want to be playing versus people who do not set their lineups. This is why people who don't deserve to make the playoffs make the playoffs because they're playing people who don't participate. Stay active. Stay active in a group. Stay active in your fantasy football team. And do the things that you need to do in hopes to win and be able to compete for a championship like me and Lowry do every year. So, quick question before we leave, man. I know we talked about them yesterday. And if y'all are in a sports talk with friends, fantasy football, Facebook group, as you can see, Mike Lowry made a post yesterday also because he defended one young man by the name of Antonio Brown. If you have not been watching the news and or have your sports app on getting notifications, Antonio Brown requested a release from the uh, from the Raiders because of him and the things Mike Mayock along with the team has done. The latest thing this young man has done is that he put his personal phone call with John Bruton all over the internet. And then from there, that has sparked the outrage that has made people look at him in disbelief. So from there, he is now released. He is a free agent. He is able to sign with whoever he wants to. The $30 million that he did receive from 
Oakland is now gone. Everybody in Pittsburgh is like, ha, 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 I told you he's just a troublemaker. Something happened in this young man's life where he's starting to act out. Nobody knows what it's kept for Lowry. With the few minutes we have left, let me hear you speak about the things that Antonio Brown has done. And what do you think he's going to go forward? What team you want to see him with? What team you don't want to see him with? The consensus say he might go to New England like everybody does. Do you think that would be a good fit? What's up, Lowry? I mean, at the end of the day, you put him on any team, and he he will be the best wide receiver on that team. So if you go to New England, I don't think I I don't think he should go to New England. I think they're gonna do him like they did Chad Johnson and take away what makes him him. And I don't think he would be happy in New England. So I don't think he should go there. I honestly believe it or not, I think the best fit for him would be in Kansas City. You put him with Patrick Mahomes with that arm strength, a guy that can make every throw, a guy like Tyreek Hill that's stretching the field, also opening up the offense for him, and another and Travis Kelsey, that offense will be unstoppable. But I personally don't want to see it because then, I, you know, I got freedom business this year. So hopefully you go to a team in the NFC and I ain't got to deal with it. <laughs> there you go, bro. There you go. Always got to put the hate in there. I know all Redlands and Saints fans think he can do well with New Orleans. I think if any team that has a number one receiver has Lowry just spoke up with Kansas City, you can make him unstoppable if you have one. Like we have the top three, top five receivers that you call Michael Thomas. You put him over there, obviously Mike Thomas. Shit, he gonna go off. You put him opposite of Travis Kelsey and with uh Tyreek Hill, he's gonna go off. You put him over there with Julio Jones, he's gonna go off. But I believe that the things is gonna happen. He won't make it to none of those type of teams. I think he's gonna want to maybe you know what? I think and we put this out there on the record. He might go to the Jets. You know, the Jets might just pick him up. They don't have no receiver, they got a young running back. I mean a young quarterback and then they gonna turn around and have a, a stud receiver and a stud running back that come from the same system. They they might want to take over the team. You never know what the hell might happen over there. But uh, I feel sorry for him. I hope things go better for him. He actually he's on our sports talk with friends. Fuck him. He's on our fucking list. But you know whoever has Antonio Brown, I hope you're listening to the show and being able to find other receivers out there that can actually help you win the week one game. Because I'm pretty sure. Nobody, and I mean nobody, unless your draft was skewed, drafted Antonio Brown outside the first three rounds. I know that. Everybody putting your money and heart into him and hopes he can bring you a championship. But uh, starting week one, if that's the guy that you're relying on, fuck him. But uh, as you know, man, Mike Lowry, hmm. what you got to say on our way out of this Saturday and Saturday football, so called friends, insight here. Oh, man, first thing I'm going to say, you know what I'm saying, shout out to 3-5, Maroon the Gold, Brian Eagle stand up. I know it's game day, robbery week for us, man, dealing with some purple nights, you know what I'm saying, so let's show up and show out tonight. I'm on my way out there now. We're going to tailgate, show down, you know what I'm saying, parlay a little bit before we go ahead and go in there and whip some purple nights tonight, man. So definitely shout out 35 and uh, Titans, we on TV tomorrow. Let's show the world. Everybody been doubting us, man, it's game day. So, you know, we got to go up there. We're going to make that note tonight, you know what I'm saying. Uh, so, yeah, Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to piggyback on that. Shout out to 3 5. I think they're going to do the thing tonight. This is the Purple Knights, man. I'm going to go represent with Mike Lowry out there. I'm representing at the uh, Tagoma Stadium. Watch 3 5 bust that ass. But I also believe that uh, the Cleveland Browns will do the things they need to do to beat the shit out of the Titans. I don't know why they're putting that trash on TV. Nobody want to watch that shit. But <laughs> Mike Lowry himself. But uh, for Mike Lowry, for Uncle Leroy, for El Chapo, this is Lil Jimmy. Oh, not from the block. We'll do the things we need to do, man. And listen, we'll be back on Friday with our fantasy football sports status show. Listen up, and I promise you we'll have something else about Antonio Brown next week. But uh, for the panel, for myself, holler at us. We'll do the rodeo. Join the Facebook group. Do the things we need to do. Sports talk with Clint Stickham. We got everything you want. 
and then some. It's your boy, Lil Jimmy, not from the block. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.